War in the Inner Rim. Rebel leader Steela Guerrero has joined forces with General Tandon after boldly rescuing Onderon's former king from execution, evading a trap set by Separatist ally King Rash and the droid General Kalani. Amid growing public support and rising unrest, Ahsoka continues to monitor the rebels' efforts as they rally around Ramses Dendup to restore his reign as the rightful king and finally put an end to the Separatist occupation of Onderon. Welcome to the 165th erroneously owned Eronionian Onionian episode of Mandavision, Nargai Tom. And thank you so much for checking out this small independent Star Wars podcast. Welcome back, new listeners, old listeners. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for coming on board and checking us out. Hope you had a great time with the Obi-Wan Kenobi coverage. And I'm sure we'll be talking about that series uh, throughout the year, referencing it back and forth. Especially as, you know, we're kind of reconnecting with Obi-Wan's early days. So, yeah, stay tuned. We'll probably get into those kind of things as, as, as we move along in this season of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Uh, remember, the best way to reach out to us is, of course, giving us a follow on social media, at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and, and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share this show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. So how is everyone doing? We're back. It's another Star Wars The Clone Wars rewatch series. I hope people aren't too disappointed uh, with our slower pace for, uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, it, it's uh, unfortunate is the best way I can describe that. I really enjoyed having uh, two episodes come out at the beginning and the end of the week. Uh, but it is, it is not meant to be at this time. <laughs> and I would, as much as I'd like to get it back to that point, uh, that is, that is uh, circumstances beyond my control at this particular moment. But I will keep you all informed, uh, and, and hopefully, with any luck, someday we'll get back to, 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 to at least two shows a week. We'll see how it goes. Fingers crossed, all right, my friends? But thanks for sticking around, and thanks for being supportive of the show, as always. I truly, truly appreciate each and every one of you that takes the time to download the show, listen to the show, comment back to me, get back to me on social media with things. It's, it's always very, very exciting. So thank you to everyone who does that. All right, we're back. as we said, we're, we're back for another exciting Star Wars The Clone Wars rewatch episode. We are in Season 5. This is Episode 5, Tipping Points. And this is sort of like the, the, the bringing to an end our time on Onderon. And, and, and uh, it's a big arc for our favorite Jedi, Ahsoka Tano, 
as as far as as you know, it, she comes into this situation, you know, with Obi Wan, with Anakin Skywalker, uh, and they're there to teach these these you know dissidents how to how to how to fight the insurgents, to fight, to fight against the separatists, right? To to sort of be to become insurgents, uh, and at the start of the arc, you know, Ahsoka's got some really complicated emotional things going on with Lux Bon Terry, and and you know, witnessing her, his relationship with, with uh, Stila Guerrera, and, and there's a whole thing going on. But by this point, you know, Ahsoka's really kind of matured uh, as she's had to step back, but still be an active observer of this rebellion on Onderon. And, and, and it's, it's allowed her to sort of crystallize her feelings. As much as she has a connection and a, and a relationship to Lux Monteri, um, you know, she, she knows she can't get involved there. She can't can't go there, and then sees the the feelings growing between Lux and Steela, and she's not going to hinder that because she knows that she couldn't have anything with Lux to begin with. So why tease him with that? Why you know why why sort of do why sort of be uh, why sort of inject herself in that situation, right? Like so she's being an observer in in more than just her role as a Jedi in these rebels. I mean it's 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 a, it's a really growing arc, an episode of growth for Ahsoka, I should say. Uh, so it's it's been it's been fun to catch up on it in that regards, uh, but let's go ahead and get into the details for this episode. The original air date was October twenty seventh, two thousand and twelve. Our plot: the people of Onderon have decided to revolt against the Separatists, leading to a full scale revolt between the rebels and the battle droids. I don't know who wrote that for IMDb, but it's not my favorite. Um, too much going on there. Uh, this director, this is, episode is directed by Bosco Ng and written by Chris Collins. Our primary cast this week. Uh, as as it has been for the last the last four shows, uh, basically it's Don uh, Don Lane Gardner as Steve Guerrera, Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka Tano, Jason Spisek is Lux Monteri, Andrew Cushino is Saw Guerrera, Jim Cummings as Hondo Anaka, Barry Denon as King Ramses, Greg Berger as Kalani, Matthew Wood as the Battle Droids and a vendor in this one, Kirk Thornton is King Sanjay Rash, James Arnold Taylor is Obi Wan Kenobi, David Kay as General Tandon, and Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker. Oh, and don't forget, Corey Burton as Count Dooku, and Tom Kane, once again, as our narrator. Uh, Catherine Tabber has a role in this episode, too. Uh, kind of a supporting role as a female rebel, you know. But you'll recognize the voice when you hear it in the episode. So, yeah, we're closing out Onderon. I don't really see any reason why we don't just dive into the episode right now, because we're getting into the thick of things. You know, remember last week, you know, a massive, not the world's best strategy session, uh, you know, deployed to, to rescue Ramses, but, you know, General Tandon is the one who sort of swoops in and saves the rebels and Ramses from Rash and the Separatists. Let's see how we do from here as things come to a tipping point on Onderon. Now, before, <laughs> I actually almost forgot, so I'm glad I caught myself here, but it is time to talk about this week's Jedi Fortune Cookie. Disobedience is demand for change. And I don't think my parents would agree with that whenever I was disobedient. I might have been advocating for change, but there was no change forthcoming from them on, the, on anything that I was disobedient about. I don't know how it works for you and your kids, or when you were a kid, or any of that stuff. <laughs> so maybe I'm keeping that like hyper-local. <laughs> you know, not the, not the sort of grandiose scale that they're talking about for this episode of the show. But obviously civil disobedience is, 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 a, is a, a symptom of, of a... A government that's ignoring its people, right? And and that that's really what this arc has been about. Like the the voice of the people has been ignored for a long, long time on Onderon, and uh, now that voice 
is stronger and it's uh, making change happen on its own. So let's go ahead and catch up with those Onderonian rebels right now. Let's do it. Let's, it's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. My fellow subjects, I appear not as your king, but as a servant of Onderon. We are in the midst of a great struggle. The Confederacy has used the recent attacks as an opportunity to tighten their hold on Onderon. They have accused me of leading these so-called terrorists. It is a lie they have engineered to further restrict your independence and use deadly force against our people. The truth is I have never met them before now. I have come to know them as the true sons of Onderon. They are unwilling to surrender our freedom to those who conspire to take it from us. Our destiny is tied to them and this planet. We must all rise together to protect it. The episode begins with Ahsoka on a casual stroll through the walled city of Isis and then drops the big, you know, holo receiver on the ground and we get another massive hologram. This time not of Stila herself trying to rally the people, but of the recently rescued King Dendep, who is attempting to rally the people, show his support that the, these so-called insurgents, these so-called terrorists are in fact the true sons of Onderon. They are the freedom fighters that... Onderon has been waiting for to, to break the shackles of the Separatists away from them. And Dendap's message does what it's supposed to do as Ahsoka's scaling the walls and taking off on one of the great uh, winged beasts of Onderon with Lux Bonteri back to the, the, the hiding place of the rebels. Uh, the people begin to rally. They, they listen to their respected king and, and they, they heed his words that the Separatists are not wanted. It's time for them to go. And so they, they turn on, the, on these, this group of battle droids there, and we get to hear, you know, the wonderfully comedic tones of Matthew Wood uh, as, as, as uh, the local fruit sand vendors uh, turn on, on these battle droids. And, and there's all sorts of chaos that ensues as the people are now more actively involved in the resistance against the Separatists and, and kicking them off of their planet. So, yeah, things have escalated quickly, and uh, Dendup has legitimized the rebellion the, the insurgency, whatever you want to term it, uh, uh, Dendup has now given it le le legitimacy and made it a real thing. And, and the people now take note. The people are turning against the droids. There's rioting in the streets now. That's a beautiful thing. We need to keep the battle to the outskirts of the city. Less structures and people. But less clankers. Their main force is in ISIS. We should join the fight down there and take it straight to King Rash. We all want victory, but not at the cost of innocent lives. If we fight door to door, no one is safe. This is war, Stila. She's right. I agree. The more you draw the droids from the city to the highlands, the safer the people will be. My men await your command, my lord. I believe there is a new contender. You will lead our forces, including the royal army. Stila is now the commanding general. A great choice. As you wish, my lord. You and your rebels renewed my faith in myself. Now, I'm putting my faith in you. Thank you, your majesty. 
So a pretty big moment for Stila comes to pass right there. And we still see sort of the, the combative nature of Saw Gerrera there, willing to fight in the city, willing to risk the lives of the people uh, to win the war. But Stila has her eyes on making sure that the people stay safe. And this is something that Dendip sees in her, a, a great leader being born here with Stila Guerrera, uh, willing to do what it takes to, to get the liberation that Onderon wants. Uh, but not at the expense of innocent lives or, or non-combatants, at the very, very least. Uh, and and it's, it's, a, it's a distinction that Saw Gerrera has a hard time making because, you know, as we, as we know, Saw Gerrera, been a bit of a fanatic, you know, and, and we see that even at this point, that, that the fight is the, is the primary issue, not so much the, uh, you know, the collateral damage that the fight could then cause. Uh, and, and, and Saw seems to really struggle with that. So, you know, Saw, we see the potential for Saw to be a great leader, but he doesn't think in, this, in the same terms as um, a leader with a sort of political side, if you will, you know, seeing it from the side of the people. Saw's a great leader of military people for military action, uh, but he doesn't, he's less concerned about the, the, the trappings and the democracy and diplomacy and, the, and those sort of things. I mean, that's what we get in the scene, and that's why Dendab responds to Stila and makes her, you know, puts her in charge of everything. Because if this is going to happen, she, her vision is the way that he wants to see it come to, to come to, come to be. And it's a it's a cool moment for the for the rebels that we've been seeing now for four episodes, and we've really seen how they've grown and changed and uh, evolved the way they do they do things. Uh, and and Stila's resolve is one of the highlights of the of the show because she's not compromised herself in any way to to achieve her goals. So you get a cute little moment, too, as the Rebels are preparing to go their, their separate ways. Looks like Lux Von Terry wants to get Stila's attention real quick, uh, but she turns to go. Then she turns back and notices him, and they, they kiss, and it's all sappy and romantic and lovey-dovey. Uh, but the neat part is, is that Ahsoka's there to witness these things, and she's genuinely happy for her friend to have found uh, a, a romantic partner in Stila Guerrera. So she, she you know, playfully punches Lux Monteri on the shoulder and smiles at him. And again, genuinely happy. Like, the growth for Ahsoka in these, this episode, you know, again, we've talked about it before, the, the differences between her and Anakin and, and her ability to let go, to not stay attached, despite maybe wanting to, but knowing that that's not her path and, and that it's not good for, for Lux Monteri to, to be, to have some sort of, you know, romantic idea that's just not ever going to happen. So, so she does her best to remove herself from the equation. And, and by doing so, she's learned to let herself go and to be happy for her friend when he finds happiness of his own. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a nice little moment for Ahsoka, I think. Now we cut back to the capital of Isis. You know, we see the, the, there's smoke pouring out of the city. The people are in an open revolt against the separatist armies. And King Rash is, is uncertain what to do next. But, but, Oh, those those crafty strategy droids, right? They got an idea or two, and uh, they're going to bring in some some Battlestar Galactica looking droids to help out with the situation. There's a rioting in the city. How can we spare the troops to attack the rebels in the mountains? Do not underestimate our means. If the rebel army falls, the citizens will lose their courage, and order will be restored. Survivors. Go. 
There you go. By your command. I mean, does, does it get any more more Battlestar Galactica than that? Probably not. The Separatists send their forces out into the mountainous areas. The rebels go to meet them, and conflict begins. The battle begins, and it's a really good battle. A lot of good action sequences, and things seem to be going the side of the Onderun rebels, right? Things are looking good, and and they seem to be on the verge of winning the day, right? Like, it's, it's all going to come to a head right here at this one particular battle. This is for all the marbles on Onderun. Well, then uh, we get the new... Cylon <laughs> battleships arrive, and they, they quickly flip the script on the Rebels and send them scattering. There's also, in, 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 we also see commando droids enter the fray as well, and they are, you know, the commando droids are very, very formidable. So that, that again, puts the, puts the Rebels on their heels, sends them scurrying around because these, these uh, Cylon-type ships are, again, very formidable and, and do, do some serious damage to the Rebel army here. So, uh, Kalani seems to have, have made the right move here by engaging in the battle, but then calling in for these these big time Cylon like ships that come in there and just really change the equation here on on the rebels here and and again puts them on their heels. Uh, it's at this point during the battle as well. Again, seems like a strange time to to get into a, a hollow conversation with Kenobi and Skywalker, but that's exactly what Ahsoka does. So let's go ahead and check things out and hear what the the great Jedi's have to say about the the turn of events. I take it the Rebels have Dooku's full attention. It's a full-scale war! They need our help! Please talk to the Council! Even Master Windu would be wary at this point. The Council will not engage or involve the Republic in an internal affair. The Separatists have a new gunship with a powerful ray shield. Nothing's getting past it! I am sorry, Ahsoka. They will have to find a way. Do not stay there if their failure is certain. Evacuate who you can, and return to Coruscant immediately. Do you understand? Yes, Master! That's a fairly, fairly cold answer by Kenobi. Like, you know what, if they're gonna die, it's time to go, pack your bags, and get out of Dodge. Uh, and again, it's an internal, at this point it becomes an internal affair, but it's, it's, you know, we talked about sort of like the, the weird nebulous nature of, of the politics in that, with, with, uh, the, the Republic, when they're willing to inject interject themselves into these things and when they're not, it seems like there's a little bit of inconsistency there. Uh, but, but you know, I'm not going to call them out on it because, like, it's not like the it's not like Star Trek where they set, like, a prime directive and we see them break it, you know, and then they talk about breaking it before they break it. Uh, it, it seems like there's a general guideline to not interfere with internal politics of a, of a world. But, I, again, I don't think the Republic is... is, is uh, and there Maybe there's more nuance to it than that than, I, than I'm picking up, but... Again, I'm more of an Anakin Skywalker diplomacy with a lightsaber kind of guy. Uh, so <laughs> what do I know about these situations? But the situation, what, what's happening on Alderaan is not sitting well with, uh, with Anakin. And again, this was sort of his idea. He sort of put this into motion by, by them coming as observers and, and trainers to, to kind of support this rebellion, this revolt of the people, this insurrection, if you will. And, and he's not just going to let it die. We need to help them. We will do what we can to relocate the survivors. Before they lose their planet. We can't. What difference does it make now? The Separatists know we're involved. I don't disagree with you, Anakin. But to send in Republic gunships defeats our purpose. We must stay true to our intentions. Learn our lessons. It doesn't have to look like we're the ones helping. What if another party was involved? 
Another party? Who in the galaxy would be running around with an extra batch of missiles? Hondo. <laughs> I really like how they bring Hondo in this episode by realizing that he's the guy who has the arms they need and he can deliver them to the middle of this battlefield, basically. Uh, so it, it really is, a, I don't know, I just really like the way they were able to incorporate Hondo into this whole thing. And again, this is a way for the Jedi to support the rebellion, but without them having to be directly involved, you know, if you want to follow like, with the letter of the mandate or whatnot that they're trying to follow. So Ahsoka's about to check in with Stila and Lux and kind of deliver the bad news that the Republic's not going to get involved. Uh, and this sort of gives us a little bit of a view into why they can't. It sort of elaborates and underlines it. And I actually forgot this scene took place. So my bad. But yeah, here's a little bit more of, a, of an explanation of why the Republic can't get directly involved in the conflict. So check it out. Is the Republic going to help us? No. What's it going to take? King Rash rules Onderon. Unless that changes, the Republic can't do anything. They're pulling back. Cover them. Again, I guess that's what makes the internal matter, right? Because King Onderon doesn't want the Republic there. So they are aligned with the Separatists. If there's a change in leadership, then the Republic can insert itself. But again, you're in open warfare across the galaxy. It sort of seems like a nebulous plot point, but whatever. It, it's what they're going to follow. It's what they have to do for this. And then I, I will not bang my head against this one particular plot point. It is what it is. So with the rebels on Onderon, you know, under heavy counterattack, and, and sort of, uh, sort of, again, I'll just say they're on their heels. They're falling back a lot. Uh, they're trying to find safe positions and maybe even hide out a bit here. But now we're going to cut to Anakin Skywalker going to Florum so that he can have a little chit-chat chat, chit -chat <laughs> with the great Hondo Onaka. Skywalker, my old friend. You come alone for your service. Oh, business. Good, good, good. That I understand. I need you to make a delivery for me. <laughs> and that is all I am to you, Jedi. A delivery boy. I know that if I need arms shipped illegally, you're the man I need to go to. Illegally? <gasps> now why would a Jedi need to deliver arms illegally? How about I pay you well enough that you just deliver the missiles for me and don't ask any questions? <laughs> well, as long as you're not paying me in credits, I'm sure I could accommodate your wishes, Master Jedi. Just a really great sequence there. I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> Hondo being calling himself a delivery boy. You know, it's just really, I, I love Hondo. In case I have not put out that out there on Front Street enough for you all, I love Hondo Anaka. Now the rebels are hiding out there, laying low. They're in the mountains. But Stila is about to issue some commands and show that the, the fight is far from over. We're not giving up yet. Stagger our defenses to the camp. Secure the approach. Stay in small teams. Make use of our training. You really are the best leader among us. Couldn't be more proud of you, my sister. I learned from the best, big brother. Let's go, General. You have to help us. I'll do all I can to protect you. But I can't fight this war for you. It's very similar to what Qui-Gon says to Padme in episode one when they're going back to Naboo to, to 
end the Separatist occupation there. Let's hear Stila talk a little bit more to Ahsoka here and finish the scene out. We wouldn't have made it this far without you. I wish I could do more. Wait, looks like we have company. I wonder who that could be. My new favorite spies. Yeah, I don't think so. Careful, pirate. Hondo, what are you doing here? You should thank me, child. I have brought you a gift from Skywalker and Kanobi. The latest from Sienar. Rocket launchers. Shoulder fire. Very expensive. Paid for. Very handsome. Oh! Oh my, look at the guy. Well, my work is done. All right, there we go. So now the battle begins again as the commando droids have scaled the mountains and found the, the hidden fortress, or the hidden base, I should say. No, it's not really a fortress. But Onaka's delivered the, the rocket launchers they need from Sinar, by the way. Made the TIE Fighters. Boom. Check it out. And, uh, um, yeah, really good stuff here, and the battle's about to commence. But now the Rebels have a way to counter those ray-shielded gunships from the Cylons. I mean, from the Separatists. Excuse me, I slip of the tongue with that one. Whoopsie doodles. Now, this is where things start to get a little bit interesting, right? Because, again, Stila and, and Lux and Saw, Ahsoka, they're down on the battlefield, right? They're, they're engaged in their part of the warfare. But back at the actual main base, uh, Dendup is there with his, his guards, uh, but the commander droids have infiltrated that as well. They've begun searching for Dendup. They want to eliminate him from the fray, sort of take the, you know, like sort of cut the head off the snake sort of thing, right? This is how Rash views Dendup. Like, if Dendup's dead, this rebellion ends, right? So they're there to take him out. Steela recognizes this, heads back there on, on you know, again, one of the, becoming one of the great beast riders of Onderon, heads back to the base where one of those Cylon gunships is at as well. And, they, you know, she goes to take that out. Misses on her first shot, but takes another shot and gets it the second time around. And now, remember, there are three of these Cylon-like ships, um, and now they're down to two. Two are down now at this point in the episode. One left to go. Uh, but, yeah, they're not hitting them right away. Like, these ships are capable of evasive maneuvers, so it's not uh, all, you know, one shot and they're done kind of situations. Like, they are, they, they move around. They see these things. They are uh, somewhat intuitive. They are somewhat crafty. And, and uh, getting them down is not quite as easy as they make it out to be. And the third one's going to cause a real problem, uh, particularly when it's uh, uh, Saw Gerrera at the helm, right? Like, he may not be aware so much of his... He's more focused on the target than what the target could do on its way to the ground after it's been, been shot out of the sky. But yeah, check it out. It's a great, there's a lot of great action sequences throughout the, the remaining portion of this episode. It is a really action-dominant episode. Uh, really enjoyable stuff. Lots of blaster fire. You got the commander droids jumping all around. You got Hondo running rockets into the, into the fray. Uh, it's, it's, it's a really action-packed episode and, and really good stuff. Where the, the, the real drama here in the, in the episode comes in is, is that, that moment when Saw Gerrera is attempting to take out the third of these Cylon-like ships. Uh, Stila has just saved Dendup, 
who was, had run towards the edge of a cliff to avoid some droids. She saves him, but now they're both at the edge of the cliff, and this third Cylon-like ship that Sagarara has shot has, has, is in, in its descent, in its crash, is spiraling towards that, that cliff's edge, uh, and it puts them all in, in grave, grave danger. Uh, Dendop, Stila, and, uh, in a, they're all in a bad, bad spot. And again, there's a lot of this, this section of the episodes of me is very visually driven. So I'm going to try my best to find some audio that works for it, that kind of paints the picture well. Uh, but yeah, if, if, if you haven't rewatched the episode, if you're not watching along with us at home, definitely fire this one up on your Disney Plus or on your DVD players. Uh, because again, it, it's, I, I think this is a really strong portion of the episode in particular. I mean, this is really like the, the bringing everything that we've seen in the last three episodes of the Underon arc kind of all comes together here with, with, uh, Stila's fate. And, and, uh, again, visually driven, but I'm trying to find some audio that, that we can play that'll sort of help at underline, help underline the point that I'm trying to make. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to try and play the clip here. Let's see how it goes. It's going to be a lot of dramatic music and you'll hear a lot of, uh, scuffling as, as a steel is hanging onto the edge of this cliff. Lux is trying to reach her. Sugger arrows on the ground. Alright, so Soka catches Lux before he falls over. I'll handle this. I got you! Now Soka's levitating. Stila with the force. Remember, Sagarera's still on the ground. He's he's coming over because if Stila falls, it's going to be right in front of him, right? Meanwhile, back on the clifftop, that downed Cylon ship is is on the verge of explosion, right? But but we're we're feeling good about ourselves. Ahsoka's on the case. Like she's got Stila in a in a force lift. She's going to bring her up to steady ground, and everything's going to be a okay, right? Silent ship not quite dead yet, and it's not prime for explosion. I forgot it's it's gonna it's gonna take one more kill shot basically. So the silent ship wings Ahsoka. She breaks her concentration, causing her to drop Stila to the to to the gravity. <laughs> Lux takes one more shot. Eliminates the final weapon off of the Cylon ship, but Ahsoka's injured, and it's too late. And you just get like a really, I think it's a really nice, really well done shot from the vantage point it starts up on Ahsoka's face we get Lux in the frame and then we kind of pan around and then we see their view down to the floor of the of the mountain right and we see we just you know, we don't see it up close but you see it on the ground the, the broken body is Stila Guerrera um, and it's the looks on their faces I mean the emotion the, the devastation Ahsoka knowing she was inches away just millimeters away from having her hands locked together that would have kept them kept them, potentially kept them both safe right um and it it was so close um 
but yeah, sacrifices of warfare, correct? Your gunships have failed. I need more reinforcements. All right, let's check in. That was that was obviously King Rash, and and we come we go from the heavy heavy seriousness of the loss of the rebel leader uh, to to Rash panicking and and overreacting and and let's just bring his part of the story to to a to a head here, if you will. Really, General Kalani, what is your assessment of the situation? They have managed to penetrate our shields and are using the cover of the highlands against our forces. To defeat them will take time. A prolonged war does not interest me, General. Their rebellion grows with every small victory. Then we are lost. Salvage the remaining arms and withdraw the army. Bring them to Agamar. What about... And Kalani kills Rash right there. And if you are paying close attention, uh, next time we see Kalani will be in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, and it's called The Final Battle, where you flash back to the Clone Wars. And that is in the Agamar system. So, uh, yeah, get ready for that when we get to Star Wars Rebels in five years. <laughs> but now it's time to to mourn the loss of uh, Steela Guerrera, Lux and Saw, uh, Ahsoka. Everyone end up all devastated by... The, the 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 falling the 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 death of their leader let's just put it that way that's the most direct and easy way to say it so we're at a big state funeral basically for Stila Guerrera everyone's turned out the people of Isis there you see the massive crowd within the walled city of Isis and Saw Guerrera Lux Monteri Ahsoka Tano going to pay their respects and uh, Kenobi and Skywalker are there as well so uh, again everyone comes out to see. You know, Kenobi and Skywalker, they saw the potential of Steely Guerrero, so they've come to pay their respects uh, as well, which I think is a nice touch for everything that's gone on throughout the course of this arc. And um, But yeah, sort of a somber note to really kind of close out the episode. But let's see if we can get a, like, a final good bit of information here from our friends. This has been quite a journey for our Padawan. Steela will be a powerful spirit in their lives. Yes. For all of us. I'm sorry for your loss. Thanks. But it's over now. Let's just leave it at that. Steeler would be glad. Her sacrifice gave Onderon its freedom. But at what cost? It's like you once said. Many lives get caught between the Republic and the Separatists. I did say that once. But after watching your heroics and the selflessness of the Jedi, I do believe the Republic is the right side to be on. What do you mean? Dendip has appointed me the new Senator of Onderon. I will follow in my mother's footsteps, and I will bring us back to the Republic. Remember this day, the day Onderon became free again. All 
I let that run a little bit long. What are they gonna do? Not play my video on YouTube? No, oh, yeah, that's right, they won't. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, that's the episode. That is the owner on arc. We brought it to a head. We saw this one all the way through. And again, I really like it. I think this episode, this installment, uh, is probably the best of the four. But I really do like the way it builds. It's a little, you know, we talked about it in, in the in the in each of those episode breakdowns. There are some sort of clumsy moments. There are some sort of you know, like the, the sort of like love triangle thing they seem to be trying to get into. Actually, it's more like a love quadrilateral. I don't, it, was, it was ridiculous. Like, there's some missteps in those early ones. But this one really hammers it all home. Um, again, we don't know much about Rash. He's a very flat, one-dimensional villain, but that's fine. And, you know, we all know Kalani and the Separatists, what they're all about. Just don't really know what they want Onderon for other than maybe just like resources. Um, but, you know, some more clarity would have been nice in that regard. But I like the story here of getting to to see the, the Jedi, you know, while they can't be an active participant in in an in a internal matter, as they call it, as, as roughly a civil war, um, they, they can support something that they do feel is in the right. Um, whether you agree or disagree with the idea of training insurgences around the you know, around the galaxy, that's up to you. That's a, each person's own political choice. But that's how we that's how we do it in Star Wars, at least. Um, Star Wars is a little more black and white, let's be honest. We know the Separatists are bad. For the most part. For the most part. Nina Monteria, again, there, there's plenty of Separatists that have been duped into thinking they're doing the right thing. But, you know, it's it's, it's just like we see with the, with the Empire, people in the Empire, they think the Empire is good news, too, until they spend some time in it, and they're like, oh, wait, they're a bunch of space fascists. <laughs> and you know things don't go well then, but anyways, I think it's about eight buckets, eight big old buckets of fun, and a big arc for Ahsoka to kind of grow in a way that I don't think we initially thought was going to happen at the arc at, at the beginning of this this arc because I mean it wasn't too long ago they were spending time with her and Lux kind of rekindling their feelings in a way, in a way for each other, uh, to, so to see it kind of go in this direction and see Ahsoka as again assess attachment and sort of confront attachment head-on uh, I thought was really wonderful really well done and and uh, again it contrasts her nicely with her master again with Anakin Skywalker so a lot, a lot of things to play out uh, as we move forward here but we, we're starting to see them kind of for as similar as Ahsoka and, and Anakin are we're starting to see how they're growing up in, in different directions from each other too right we haven't really been able to spend much time with Anakin um, in recent episodes of the show sort of demonstrating the, 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 the worrisome qualities that are going to get him in trouble down the road. But we, we, we will get back to those sort of things here soon enough because we're about to have some powerhouse emotional episodes come up later in this season. So it's going to be a real hoot. Trust me on that. All right, we got some other good stuff to look forward to in Season 5. Uh, and, and one of the characters that, we, that makes his debut in Season 5 is actually a character that was teased to uh, becoming returning in Star Wars Bad Batch Season 2. Uh, I won't talk about that in length right now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You all saw the trailer like I did, and you saw that that Jedi. And you're like, hey, wait, that Jedi's coming up in season five on Tom's Mandavision rewatch for Star Wars: The Clone Wars. And I was like, yeah, it is. That's happening. That's true. You nailed it in win one. <laughs> all right. I think I don't think I have anything else to say. Um, let's go ahead and close up shop today. Another reminder to please follow us on social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter predominantly. Uh, should we go anywhere else? I mean, I you know I'm not savvy enough to use TikTok. I don't know much about uh, uh, Twitch and Stitcher and all those other things. I don't know what those things are. Stitcher is no Stitcher is like an app. That's like for podcasts. I don't know. 
I don't know these things. Do I need to go anywhere else? Are we good where we are? I'm hoping you're going to say we're good where we are. But find us on Instagram and Twitter at Mando underscore Vision. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you are liking, subscribing, following, and sharing the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. If possible or so inclined, give us some sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They are so, so helpful. Even if you don't want to write a full bore review, just you know, click that five stars on your, on your Apple Podcast app. That'd be super, super cool. Thank you, thank you, thank you in advance for doing that. All right. We want to thank the official members of, uh, what do we call them? <laughs> the, the official Vision Maniacs. Excuse me. My goodness. I'm getting my old podcast and this podcast mixed up. So if you want to become an official Vision Maniac, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash Vision. You can join the Maniacs and gain access to sweet, sweet, sweet bonus content. Uh, I'm posting up a lot of things, kind of like mini blog entry kind of things. But if And that's for everybody. Those are for any, any tier you're at. There's only two tiers, but everyone gets a blog post, all right? Uh, if you're at the the the, the fanatic level, uh, you do get access to special shows, special podcasts recorded just for you. So keep that in mind. But I try to make sure that there's stuff on there for everybody at any level. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspinel Chody, the Batman of Bayho, Jeff Nail, Jeff co-host the Ringing Ear, a great music podcast. Check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil Mark Wegmer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pride Brewing Company here in San Diego and Baltimore, Maryland. The Beer Hop Brigadier General Jesus Beer Hops. The Silent Assassin, he who shall not be named. And Syndicate Ram, co-host of Come On. It's still good. A great movie podcast. Go check them out. All right, we're going to be back very, very soon with the next episode for Star Wars, The Clone Wars. And we can't wait to talk to you then. In the meantime, again, the, 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 you know we're coming out of Kenobi. And and uh, the 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 ugly side of fandom once again reared its head, uh, and and uh, this is just another uh, reminder, a, a, a encouragement to be awesome Star Wars fans to each other. It's okay to to disagree on things in Star Wars, but as long as we're talking about it, you know in a, in a polite, civil manner where we respect each other, and and we support our arguments with each other, but in a kind, respectful way. We can disagree. Or we can just all agree, and that's even more fun because then we're just like, yeah, that's awesome. I love that too. <laughs> but be cool to each other. Be excellent to each other. Be kind to each other. It's, there's a lot of it's – a, it's a harsh, harsh world. And at the very least, in our fandoms, we can be surrounded by other cool people who uh, we want to spend time with and we enjoy spending time with. And that's how I feel about the wonderful people who take the time to listen to this podcast. One day, we will hang out IRL. If I ever leave my apartment, I will see how it goes. <laughs> Anyways, again, please be good to each other. Be nice to each other. And for the love of God, don't at the actors of things. Just It's a bad idea. Just don't do it, especially if you're going to be a real big doucher about it. Sorry. I got a, <laughs> got a little colorful there. Anyways, let's get out of here. Let's close up shop. We will be back so very, very soon. Remember, this podcast can only end one way. This. This, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I suppose you'll be heading out. I'm not. You should. It's against the creed. I gave you my word. I'm with you until we both fall. You really buy into that bent of I do. 